with her if she's driving. So, uh, Sharon Bronson, I had the idea to kick ice out of your jails. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was kind of ridiculous. Um, and and we it, it, they're doing this now because the whole protest on the border and everything else and separating kids from their parents and blah, blah, blah. Um, now, let's just start at square one. ICE is in your jail. They are. What do they do? Well, let's let's start by why they're there. Okay, I why think are they that's there? A, that's an important thing to f- kind of frame our discussion by. Um, it's a very thorny issue for sheriffs across the country. It's not unique to Pima County. It's, mm-hmm. it's how to address ICE detainers. An ICE detainer says that federal law enforcement has a valid criminal justice reason for the extension of detention of a person. Okay. <clears throat> and that's communicated to local law enforcement who has that person in detention. Unfortunately, an ICE detainer has no legal force and effect. In other words, it does not provide me a legal basis for extending the detention of the person. To hold on the till, till, until they get there. Correct. Okay. So it puts sheriffs in a quandary. And some sheriffs have answered that quandary by simply ignoring ICE detainers and releasing these people back into the community and hoping that they're not really bad people. Mm-hmm. But that's really counter to a criminal justice goal because mm-hmm. we know that there's at least a federal law enforcement reason for the detention of this person. Some sheriffs are honoring ICE detainers at the jeopardy of civil liability to their counties. So it's a really, it's a, it's a, it's a quantity for sheriffs all over the country. Okay. I sit on many national and state committees that address issues like this. So it's, it's been going on for the whole year and a half I've been sheriff. And the National Sheriff's Association and Major County Sheriffs of America realize that the best practices approach is, if you can, to embed ICE in your detention facility. That circumnavigates the whole problem of what you do with ICE detainers because when Pima County no longer has a reason to detain Garrett Lewis, and we are aware <laughs> that uh, Senior Garrett has a ICE detainer, yep. which is the declaration by federal law enforcement that we have a reason to detain you. I can't ignore that. So rather than um, circumnavigate it by releasing you, or worse, detaining you and presenting liability to the county, we do a direct handoff to ICE right in the detention facility. Okay. And again, it's not me freelancing this idea. This has been recognized by national associations that I'm involved in as a best practices approach to deal with this thorny issue of ICE detainers. There are other bad practices, one of which is um, cross-certifying your deputies as immigration officers under a 287G program. I'm not a fan of that. Mm. I don't want to convolute that because we have enough to do in Pima County without adopting federal immigration responsibilities. So I think that's a bad solution. So what I'm trying to do is to answer a very thorny issue by implementing a best practice approach and trying to keep Pima County safe and at the same time reduce potential liability to our county. So, okay, let, let's those questions because people want to know what, what the heck happened. So say sheriff's deputies get called to a scene, a guy, let's say, is drunk or for whatever reason, you guys pick him up. You have a legal reason to do it, okay. right? You take him into Pima County Jail, you book him. At that point, if there is an ICE detainer, does that pop up on the computer screen? How does that work? Well, that information that that person is in detention is is transmitted to federal authorities. Okay. They come back to us and say, wait a minute, Sheriff's Department, we have an ICE detainer on this person. Meaning- is, is there an average time? How long does that take? Does it take 10 minutes, 5 minutes, an hour, a day? It kind of depends on the time of day, but okay. it, it's within a relatively short period of time. We become aware that, that ICE, federal law enforcement, has a valid reason to detain this person. So someone from ICE contacts you? It was or is it like, like trying yeah. to like all of a sudden a computer like algorithm and it cross checks and boom you have that. Yep. So then so then that so somebody from ICE doesn't even know that their computers contact you guys and say there's a reason we want them. So then would it then be let's just say would it then be up to the sheriff to tell his deputies when that happens you call ICE and some sheriffs say don't call ICE ignore it. Is well, that a, like how do you how do you, how does ICE know to come 
get that person or well, ICE will know that that uh, local law enforcement has that person in detention for local criminal justice purposes. Okay. And so they know that. So they're notified. They notify you, the computer, and it notifies an ICE agent. Yes. So okay. everybody's on the same page saying, okay. sheriff or chief of police, ICE has a detainer on this person's currently in your custody. The thorny issue is what does local law enforcement do with that information? Now, some law enforcement agencies just ignore that and say, look, we're not going to honor an ICE detainer because it has no legal force and effect for allowing us to detain mm-hmm. the person. I think that's a bad practice because it'll potentially allows a bad person on the street, bad person street, to go yeah. back onto the streets. Yeah. And how can I, as a criminal justice professional and charged with public safety in our county, knowingly let somebody back into the community when the federal law enforcement says, "Wait a minute, sheriff, we have a valid criminal justice reason to detain this person," it would really be an abdication of my responsibility. Yeah. But on the same hand, I can't detain the person because it doesn't provide me a legal basis to do that. So what I'm simply doing by embedding ICE in the detention facility is, is trying to circumnavigate that very thorny issue. So how is someone at your jail 24 hours a day? No, not 24 hours a day. It, it, it varies, but generally about 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Wow. Uh, we have somebody there. So we can do these direct handoffs so that it, it completely circumnavigates the, the thorny issue. Because you can arrest someone and then... For whatever reason, you don't hold them, you charge them, you take a picture, and then if the law says whatever they're charged with says they can be let go, or a judge says release them, then you release them. And when you release them, you are here you go, there's literally an ICE agent standing there waiting? direct handoff, yeah. Wow. Okay. And, okay, let's go. And by the way, this is Sheriff Mark Napier, Pima County Sheriff on KNST AM 790. So you have that. Now, uh, Supervisor Dick Elias said that ICE gets in the way and they tangle up things. Where where are the ICE agents? Uh, do they tangle up things? Can you explain that? No, I think it. Uh, Richard is incorrect in that. If if they were causing, a, a, I need you to call me the other name. We, we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> okay, Gordon. <laughs> Sorry, again. You, you know that was coming, didn't you? I did. I was um, waiting for it. I won't call you Gordon if you don't call him Dick. That's uh, okay. All right, I'll take Gordon. Um, well, <laughs> Garrett, no, they do, they have a, a small area that's otherwise unused at the detention facility. They're not in the way. They're not messing things up. And that assertion that somehow the jail is messed up is absolutely incorrect. Uh, we just became a nationally certified detention facility. Uh, we we exposed ourselves to outside auditors that came in and audited and accredited our detention facility. We did that on our own accord to show that we're a constitutionally run facility. So the assertion that in some way that we're not doing things appropriately or we're messing things up is is completely inaccurate. So does Supervisor Dick Elias know this information? Does he know where ICE actually is in your jail? Yeah, he knows that they're in an otherwise unused portion, and it's not. It's it, this is about politics, and my my decision well, on this my, is my, my point is, is this is apolitical, that, and you don't have to comment on this, and I get it, and you have to work with him, and I don't. But if he knows this information, he knows that where ICE actually is, he knows that ICE doesn't get in the way. He he's aware that you've been audited and accredited and everything, so he is deceiving the public in saying that ICE gets in the way and tangles tangles things up. I don't know that those are exact words, and I, I won't go into the um, that you know. part of things, but I understand his concerns. Is There is a, uh, a concern, and it's legitimate, about the commingling of federal law enforcement responsibilities with local law enforcement but, but responsibilities. But there's no commingling. All, they're not, you're, not, you're not sending your guys out and say, only enforce immigration law. No, I You I arrest agree. a person for a legitimate reason, and if it pops up that they are wanted by ICE, they happen to be standing there, you do a handoff. That's correct. But what I'm saying, Garrett, is yes. that there is a legitimate concern out there about the, the appearance of the commingling of things. I'm saying that's not occurring, and you're correct. I don't believe it is occurring. Uh, what we're doing is a direct handoff based on a nice detainer. Yeah. We're trying to, to 
deal with what otherwise is a, is a complex issue. We need to remember, too, that the people that we're dealing with here have been charged with a crime in the state of Arizona. Yes. That's why they're in my jail. They're in this country without proper documentation. And, That's two strikes against them. And three strikes. There, there is a federal law enforcement reason for the detention of that person or go the ICE detainer. So isn't then Supervisor Dick Elias putting the community at risk by wanting you and you and your deputies and all Pima County Sheriff's employees to release that person that has three strikes on him back on the streets? I think it is a bad public safety move. And um, I'm the sheriff of the county and responsible for public safety in our county. And I've made the decision that ICE will be embedded in the jail and that we'll do these direct handoffs to make sure that we reduce liability exposure to the county and that we maintain public safety. And it's also, it's a relatively small number of people. The idea that of the 1,900 people in our jail this morning, there are hundreds of um, people in this country without proper documentation simply false. Uh, right now, there are about 60 to 70 people in our jail with ICE detainers out of 1,900. So it's a relatively small number of people. And of the people that are in the jail today, there are about 115 that are in this country uh, from they're other than U.S. citizens. That doesn't mean they're in this country illegally, but they're other than U.S. citizens. Mm-hmm. So it's not a significant number of people, but we have to address this issue. I cannot simply turn a blind eye to the fact that federal law enforcement tells me, Sheriff, we have a valid federal criminal justice reason to detain Yeah, this, this is a person. bad guy. You don't want to put him right back on the street. Yeah, or her. And so I, th- I can't risk that. This is what it says in local paper. Um, Elias said the county has enough trouble just keeping things running without dealing with immigration issues. Quote, it's a tangled up mess operating the jail, end quote. No, we're not a tangled up mess operating the jail. We, we operate a very solid jail. I'm very proud of the three captains there. Chief Gualtney and that staff does a, a great job day in and day out uh, taking care of a facility that you know houses 1,900 people a day. He said he believes ICE can operate in the Tucson community without being inside the jail. Well, I think they can, but I think that uh, the having them in the jail allows me to do that direct handoff, which, again, uh, addresses that issue of ICE detainers. Do you think you should give Supervisor Dick Elias a tour of the jail to show him once again where ICE is? Well, I think uh, Richard and I have a great relationship. We do. And he knows he can reach out to me anytime and we'll, we'll show him exactly what's going on. This is about uh, politics. It's about rhetoric. It's about emotion. And that's what's garbage, is that this is the safety of the community. And he is literally lying to pee. He's lying to the community. You don't have to say it. I will. He's lying to the community about what actually happens. And, and it's really, it, it's, it's dangerous. I mean, I'm sure he gets mad when Trump says fake news. He's producing fake news. What he's saying is not true. And then Sharon Bronson agrees with him. She said ICE officers do not belong inside the jail as well. Um, I, I, it's, just, it's just frustrating. Well, that's a decision uh, for the sheriff of the county to make. Yes, and um, that's the thing that the, the, the county attorney's office said, you make the decision as an elected sheriff, not them as supervisors. Well, part of my statutory authority is the operation of the county jail. That's uh, what people elected me for. Now, the way to get that is to not have the Board of Supervisors dictate to county sheriffs yeah. how to run their detention facility. If the people of the county don't uh, agree, they, they would unelect me um, the next time around. Um, but I hope they appreciate that we're trying to en- engage a, a best practices approach to deal with otherwise a very difficult issue. You know, I just have a couple more questions. Uh, sure. can, you, can you hang with me for just a few minutes? Oh, absolutely. Uh, on, you know, what could be solutions to this? Uh, where can they come from if it's, if it's too much? that uh, I mean, how can we get there to where it's legal for you to hold on to someone for a specific amount of time if the federal government says, we want you to hold them because they're a danger and, and we have a legitimate reason? I want to talk to you about that. I mean, we're not lawyers. But you just you just never know. Uh, I want to talk about that and a couple other things. 
I appreciate it. Pima County uh, Sheriff Mark Napier in studio with me. We'll continue in five. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. All right, 828, we're continuing. Pima County Sheriff Mark Napier in studio with me, Garrett Lewis. It's going to be 105 degrees outside. It's a hot one. It's windy. Maybe we'll get some more rain. There's a chance for rain for like the next six, well, I think six days. Uh, but it probably is going to be every single day when it's all said and done. Uh, it'd be nice. So let's talk real quick. How long have you had ice in your jail? Uh, about a year now. And Supervisor Dick Elias, Sharon Bronson, nobody said a word to you about it. No, they, they indicated to me some time ago that they didn't like the policy. And I, I explained to them why that was the, the policy that we were going to adopt to deal with this issue of ICE detainers. And it, it's really under my purview to make that decision. And so it was okay until the recent... Oh, so when you explained it to them, what was their reaction? Oh, they still didn't like it. I mean, I understand their, their objection to it. I do. I appreciate it. I do appreciate the fact that they, they are um, adamant in their belief system. And I, I appreciate that. I respect that. Even though I don't agree with it, I respect it. Uh, but this is a public safety decision. Yeah. It's apolitical. It's not partisan. There's nothing partisan about this or politics about it in me. This is about adopting a best practices approach to a really difficult issue. To not put possible really bad guys back on the streets. That's what it comes down to. Correct. Or detaining yeah. people uh, longer than they should be and putting the county at, at civil liability for doing so. Um, so really nothing needs to change because we were talking and I was like, is there any kind of a law that needs to be enforced where it makes it either legal for ICE to stay there but it's legal because you have the authority to let them there. And and is there any kind of law that needs to be passed that says uh, if an ICE detainer pops up, federal government says everybody has the right to hold that person for 48 more hours to let federal officials get them? Yeah, I don't like that solution. It's out there. It's bubbling around to make ICE detainers uh, very much like a traditional warrant, which means then the taxpayers of Pima County would be shouldering the expense. We're okay with that. Uh, I'm not. Well, we are. Um, I'm it's a, a federal responsibility. Yeah, but if it happens um, in our backyard and the federal government can't be everywhere, we want the problem solved. Well, but I want them to, re- if they're going to be in my jail um, and the taxpayers of this county are going to shoulder that responsibility for a federal violation of, of immigration, I, I want to be reimbursed for that cost. I don't want the sh- taxpayers of this county to uh, to bear that burden. That's It's not appropriate. What if we say it is, though? Because I bet you there's a lot. I mean, it's my listeners versus people that support Dick Elias. But if my listeners say, you know what, I'm willing to pay a little bit more to make sure that if somebody's here illegally, uh, can be held for an extra 24 or 48 hours, we're cool with that because otherwise they're going to be released and, and the problem continues. I mean, unless all of a sudden we have federal jails next to the Pima County jail, what's the solution? Well, I think that if, if you put them in the jail and you're going to detain them for an extra period of time, I think the current federal reimbursement is like $40 a day or something, which is, is significantly less than mm-hmm. our, our real cost. If they would compensate me the same way that I would charge Tucson Police or Oro Valley for detaining people in our jail, and it's cost recovery, I, I don't have a problem with mm-hmm. that. But I think the better solution is the solution that we have. I don't want a federal mandate telling me that I have to um, incarcerate people on federal violations in a, in a local jail. I, I'm just not comfortable with that solution. Um, because on top of that, you have worked out a way to where you don't have to do that. You could hand them right off. Right. And this is such a better solution. And I wish that Richard and Sharon would kind of think this through a little less emotionally and say, you know what, we don't like this, but this is the best solution to a a thorny problem. And that's what the sheriff's doing. I want to bring up the 287G real quick. Last thing, because that goes back to Clinton, where where uh, where local sheriffs, local police, they, they could deputize basically or give immigration enforcement powers to their deputies or officers or you name it. Right. So um that doesn't mean if you are part of the 287G program, or if you want that, that your guys are going to go out and just arrest people for being here illegally, right? 
they would have the authority to do they so. They have the authority to do so. And you are against that because of the cost purposes. The cost and the fact that we have uh, roughly 425 deputies in Pima County to, to take care of 9,200 square miles. In the Tucson sector, there are 4,000 Border Patrol agents. I, I can't adopt their responsibility. Um, I can't. Uh, we don't have the resources to do that. Um, and I don't think that's our, our role. Okay. But if somebody is arrested for public drunkenness, wh- whatever the charge may be, and it turns out you guys find that they are here illegally, no matter what, you take them in because they're being arrested to be arrested. Right, right? on a valid state charge, valid, absolutely. Valid. And then when that happens, you put in the system, it should then automatically pop up to ICE, or does it not pop up to yeah, ICE? No, sometimes? it goes up to ICE, and ICE queries it, and then they come back to us and say, Sheriff, we have a valid criminal justice reason for detaining the person, an ICE detainer. Now, what up. if the person's here illegally, but they don't have a detainer? Does that happen to where somebody's in illegal, but they don't maybe have a federal crime, or, or does it pop up there here illegally, that person doesn't have the authority to be here? Oh, you, know, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah, it would pop up to ICE, and then ICE would make a decision based on what they know about the federal immigration status of this person, about whether or not to issue a detainer or to interview the person to determine what their status oh, is. Oh, I, I like, like the Obama time where they said, we're only going to go after the hardened criminals. Anybody else who let him go? That's an ICE decision. But, I, I'm, but I'm saying that's, yeah. what, that's what it would be. So right, it's say, an ICE decision. Let him go. Point. Let him Sheriff Napier, we're not coming. Let him go. That's and correct. That, and that would be it. Okay. I think we have a, a clear understanding of this. Can I, uh, two more quick points. Sure. One is that um, Pima County really needs to understand we need to be at the table on these issues. Um, I personally be in Washington, D.C. on the 23rd of this month, meeting with Secretary Nielsen, maybe even the president. Okay. But we are the largest border county in the United States. Mm-hmm. Of the 31 border counties, we are the largest. And we really need to be at the table. And there's certain political forces in our community that want us to withdraw from the table. If you're not at the table, you're on the menu. I don't want us to be on the menu. I want us to kind of direct this uh, debate and kind of direct resources back to Pima County mm-hmm. to compensate us for the fact our border is not secure. And we've been shouldering the cost of that for decades. 31 years ago today, I started with the Tucson Police Department. We were talking about border security 31 years ago. It's really not fundamentally better right now. And nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. And the last thing I would do, real quick, a personal sure. shout out to Sergeant Chris Rogers of our department. I hope he's listening. Uh, Me Sarge- too. Sergeant Rogers is retiring today. He's an internationally renowned uh, bomb expert who's with our department. He'll be retiring today at 2 o'clock and going on to other things. And very proud of his service. He's brought great credibility to the Pima County Sheriff's Department in the explosive ordnance disposal area. Is an internationally renowned expert in that field, and he's retiring today. Thank you for your service. Congratulations. And uh, have fun sleeping in. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. I'm jealous. All right, uh, Sheriff Napier, thank you so much for coming in. Always I appreciate come in, it. my friend. Thank you. And we'll continue with uh, your calls. The lines are jammed. You can hit me up on email, garrett at knst.com. Tweet me at Garrett Lewis. You know how to get me. Right now, it's Fox.